we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. Welcome to America Out Loud Pulse with Peter Bregan and Ginger Bregan. And we are a partnership of 40 years now. And Diana West. Now, that's not quite a partnership, but I have admired, learned from, benefited from Diana West, the journalist, the writer, the philosopher, for decades. Uh, at least back to when I first got her book, American Betrayal. Now, those of you who are here listening today to our wonderful show for put on for our wonderful audience, uh, to whom I'm always grateful for the thought that there are people taking seriously what's going on in this world, Diana West, her book, American Betrayal, Diana, what year was that published in? That was published in 2013. 2013. I read it not long after, I believe. I think Ginger found it for me. I did. I found it. As often happens. And from then on, I was a smarter, deeper <laughs> human being politically. Oh, you were too kind. <laughs> it's really true. I have said that I could never have written, done the writing for Ginger does research, thinking, prodding, raising consciousness for me. I do the writing basically on the book, not on the columns. We have our own columns now on AmericaOutloud.news. Well, it's both our columns, but both we are. take turns and we credit whoever the primary author is. But I could not have written COVID-19 and the global predators, We Are the Prey, Probably if I had not come across many years earlier and read and read and read and then kept by my bedside and other places for convenient reading, a Diana's book. It is the deep dive into communist infiltration and control over the Roosevelt administration and the war at World War II. Is that a fair description, Diana? Well, it's a wonderful description, Peter. I, I greatly appreciate that. And it's it's always a thrill to, to see that material reused and, and and amplified in work such as your own and Ginger's. It's it's exactly what I was hoping would happen, to tell you the truth. Yeah. You want to see this this information and this way of understanding patterns just spread around so we can all figure out what they're doing to us. Yes, and boy, are they doing to us. And that's going to be part of the theme today. Um, Diana's going to talk about some of the uh, not serendipitous events going on with the revolutionaries uh, right now in, in the world and in America. And um, I'd like to take a look with her not sure what we're going to come up with, the overall situation in Israel, which I've been talking about with Israelis, folks. So I, 
I have some of the viewpoints of well aware Israelis and been talking with uh, Li Ming Yan about the Chinese influence in all of this. And, and so I think maybe we could get to the difficult subject too of Israel, if that's okay with you. But let me just hand the baton to you now, Diana West. Oh, thank you, Peter and Ginger. I guess using the American betrayal and global predators as our as our our springboard, take the news and, and headlines of the day and apply those lessons to what we're looking at. And I think the first the first way to approach the very confusing and and just kaleidoscopical spray of news coming at us and bad news coming at us just 24-7 is to understand that usually what we're looking at, what they're featuring for us is not the only story. It's just the surface. And so you have to kind of understand that they want you to look at things with blinkers on. And the most important thing for us to do, as I have learned, is to step back and take those blinkers off and so what I was attracted to when I first started seeing this truly shocking outpouring for Hamas in the guise of these pro-Palestine protests that started erupting across the Western world, certainly London, Canada, Washington, New York, was the same old people, the same old gang, the same old groups showing up as well. So this was never uniquely any kind of a Palestine movement. You started seeing, for example, the first the first piece of this that I saw as hard evidence was seeing at the Grand Central, the first Grand Central Station um, protest, um, a very well known domestic terrorist of old, Judith Clark, who was best known as having been a driver in the 1982 Brinks robbery in Nyack, New York, which had been launched by these splinter groups from the Weather Underground. These were Black Liberation Army people. These were May 19th Communist Organization people, Judith Clark's group. And they um, they, they, they attacked a, a Brinks truck and murdered two policemen and a security guard. And she was shocked. Clark was shocked, paroled in 2019. It was it was a great shock to see her released. And where is she by 2023? Well, she is in the From the River to the Sea mob in Grand Central Station. Isn't that interesting? In other words, like to like, we're not looking at something uniquely Middle Eastern or uniquely religious or uniquely um, anything. You start seeing how this is going to be another alliance of the left. You, you can just open it up and see, uh, you start seeing the, the LGBTQ groups showing up, even making their own version of Palestinian flags, which is kind of a, a dark bit of humor given the, um, the, the absolute uh, uh, abolition or, or prohibition on any kind of sexual uh, homosexuality in under Islamic law in these in these very same territories. Um, and then the third thing that just popped up, and this is when I contacted Ginger and said, look, look, isn't this interesting what's going on? You start seeing um, in communist China's big platforms, 
um, Alibaba and Baidu, their big map platforms, sort of like Google Maps, they start appearing without the state of Israel. And so Jerusalem is now on this map platform, uh, Jerusalem, comma, Palestine, no longer Jerusalem, comma, Israel. This shows, this just kind of gives you a scope of what you're looking at when you're supposed to be seeing only, only Palestinian flags. You are really seeing a new mm, alliance, a new augmentation of what we saw a couple of years ago with Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Um, and of course, you will start seeing very quickly on after October 7th, after what I think is rightly should be called a pogrom on October 7th. Um, but after that, you see a very famous image coming out of Black Lives Matter Chicago, which showing a paraglider to, to commemorate, to, to hail the paragliders that Hamas sent over into Israel at the, at the onset of the massacre of that day. You start seeing these alliances that you might not have imagined if you were just trying to understand this as a struggle over politics or land, religion, etc. This is part of the, the greater jihad, if you will, against Western civilization. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And the general idea that the empires of the East and the West, as uh, I divide them up, we have the Eastern Empire with Xi Jinping and the uh, communists and their long tradition of, empir of empirical rule, empires ruling, and their love of their old empires. Xi Jinping loves the most brutal of the old Chinese empires and wants to reimpose it really on the world. I mean, that's what they want. And um, then you have the Western Empire with Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and the EU and then uh, the WHO and the UN, which are very much under a kind of a competitive control of the Western Empire with the Chinese having huge influences in the WHO and the UN. And World Economic yes. Forum also. Yeah, the Klaus Schwab's World Economic oh, right. Forum, yeah. And um, what they hate the most is Western civilization as we understand it. And what do they hate? They hate individualism and love collectivism. This is the shared evil of all the groups we'll be talking about today. They want a top-down dictatorship in the name of the collective. And of course, it's really to abuse, use, and even murder much of the collective along the way. Because the collective is just, uh, it's the barnyard and the, uh, of the, uh, of the globalists where they can feast on, uh, on a living creature in a way. Um, so we're. And actually the, uh, the collective isn't even humanity anymore. The no. collective is planet earth. Um, actually, right. what we see is the elitists are, uh, they want planet Earth for themselves, and they're getting really tired of all of the huddled masses. So uh, they they just don't want to manage 8 billion of us. They plan on managing everything, and they don't want to manage 8 billion, maybe because it actually is impossible I hadn't thought of that before. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, maybe maybe they really aren't as able to 
implement their plans as they propagandize that they can. Uh, so um, they they plan on not having a lot of us around. And this is this is the fundamental issue that we face at this point in time. If you think about the manageability issue, the Communist Party of China estimates that Mao killed 100 million people, non-combatants. We're not talking about any enemy soldiers. Uh, eight million, um, 100 million of his own people. And that's a part of management. You get rid of anybody with any spark. You, you kill all the the uh, leaders of the communities, whatever they say they are. Get rid of any minorities that might be troublesome. Yeah, you get rid of the landowners who have property. Um, You get rid of any kind of dissident. And anybody might be competing with you, even if they're communists. You want to get rid of them too. And and that's what we're going to be facing here in the world come the final empire. Yes, be... I think we're facing it now with yeah. the with the tremendous excess mortality rates we're seeing across the vaccinated nations as their health uh, ministries and departments start tabulating these kinds of figures. It's it's just shocking. It's shocking to see this population contraction that we're witnessing that the media, of course, is not reporting. You know, again, the the the, the we have to. Part of also another way to appraise events as they are presented to us is the media is a propaganda organ, no matter where you are at this point. It's 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 just not something you can trust. And and so while we ha- are living amid this this die off from the, the bioweapon, quote, vaccine, we are we are not seeing any of it reported. It's, it's a silent. It's, it's a silent genocide. Yes, it's a silent genocide. And so. Again, we have as news consumers or as people just trying to become aware to save our own skins or to try, it it's it becomes such a uh, skill test to to understand how to read through the lines, how to find alternate sources, how to learn that what they generally are are emphasizing is probably what they are trying to prevent, you know, use to deflect your attention from more important developments that are being hidden. So it's it's a very very parlous. Um, it's it's not the same. It's not the same uh, way we used to approach the morning paper. To be sure, it's a very dangerous dangerous moment when you try to figure out what's going on. Um, very frightening. Again, as we see these groups coalesce too, it's very frightening because one of the big. Um, I think we just we are into a a ramp up of really uh, what could be seen, I don't think it's just global jihad, but it's it's a ramp up certainly of demographic shift um, that was foretold, that was discussed, that, that was people were warned about this in terms of the massive relocation of, of Muslim blocks, population blocks from, from the Islamic world into the Western world that's been going on for oh golly in a big way for 40 years in a bigger way for 20 years in a very much bigger way in the last 10 years and this is something that people who have been programmed to believe that everyone is the same and and appreciates the world in the same way and has the same uh, moral code and the same goals in life this is this is the great awakening is it not 
or it would be if people had a media that told the truth in terms of <laughs> yes. watching these cities, for example, mm-hmm. London on Remembrance Day, it uh, it's Remembrance Day, November 11th, has been a, a, the, the the this the Metropolitan Police allowed a pro-Palestine rally to overshadow its own Remembrance Day of its own war dead, its own national history. And the outpouring was such that if you look at it and it looks like an invasion, it looks like a city has been turned over to a new ruling majority. There's just no other way to look at it. It's absolutely staggering. We're living through this 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 kind of uh in the Islamic world what is known as fitna this kind of chaos this kind of of struggle and it's um it's a very difficult thing to watch because it's hard to see anything get knit back together again do they still have a <clears throat> Islamic mayor in London oh yes he's still in power oh yes yes I mean that's amazing people that's been going on a long time Yes, well, there was a demographic shift um, in London and a lot of the cities of of England. And and actually, it's an interesting thing because we have centuries and centuries of Islamic conquest history to study if people would take the trouble, right, or not go to uh, the Middle East studies departments of universities, which which poison the entire um, the entire yeah. discipline. And that is another problem, as you know, as we've been watching our campuses become just raging hotbeds of this 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 openly expressed anti-semitism that is just shocking um but that is of course another fruit of this marxification of our of our campuses but the 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 conquest history shows that islamic demographics are very powerful things and at, at low lumbo, no low concentrations, low pop, no percentages is actually the word I'm looking for. Um, you do see shifts in the way the cities are run or the way the, the localities are run. Yeah. It's a very small percentage that can actually start introducing um, Islamic law and Islamic culture right. into a larger host group. And so you start seeing all of the sensitivities to um, uh, yeah. Diana, we have yes. to take a break oh, now. Oh, sure. Um, we will be back. We're with Diana West. We'll be back very shortly and maybe start to focus some on Israel. I have some interesting questions and thoughts. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Peter Bregan with Ginger Bregan. (laughs) He's looking at me, waiting for me to speak. (laughs) <laughs> and um, we're with uh, 
A friend of ours, somebody we are very fond of and deeply admire, Diana West, a, a journalist like no other, one of the most trusted journalists in our lives to keep us up with what she's thinking, which means what's going on in the world. Diana, can I can I um, take a minute and introduce some thoughts about what's going on in Israel and how to begin looking at it? Yes, please. And then let's have a conversation about them. <clears throat> if you look at the world now as two basic competing empires, which is the Chinese Eastern Empire and the corrupt, dying Western Empire, which is trying to destroy itself, they're all acting in the name of globalism. That is, the West thinks it can win the Western Empire. The Eastern Empire knows it will win in the long run. And they collaborate somewhat toward the same end with the Chinese continually getting the Chinese communists more stro stronger and stronger, even though they're going through an economic um, reset or an economically difficult time. That's not a part of their planning. Their planning is for at least 100 years or more. And it struck me that in a war between Israel and Islam, the globalists get everything they want because the two groups that most represent a threat to um, a non-religious secular empire of the world are in principle, the, the Jews in Israel, because if they were truly being the Jews in Israel, which I want to raise some questions about, I think it's, again, a corrupt leadership. They represent the threat of a continued belief in God, a continued belief in nationalism, and a growing technological state, which is a thorn in the side, ultimately, of a globalist uh, dimension. And I think of how the Jews fought the Roman Empire. Again, not really the Jewish leadership, but the Jewish revolutionaries uh, refused to worship the gods and allow them into the temples of the of the Jews. Uh, and they fought the Roman Empire so hard that the empire ended up, of course, destroying the temple and, and uh, the, uh, the great diaspora, where they just took the Jews and killed them or threw them around the world as much as possible. So clearly the Jews remain on some level, a Jewish state, a threat to the globalists. But so are the Islamists, because the Islamic religion is one of the most growing bodies in the world. It is a, a uh, not just a religion, it is a state of politics. So it's automatically... Uh, both a political and a religious viewpoint. And structure. The whole structure is, yes. And and we know as much as the uh, Chinese curry favor, which we'll talk about too, with uh, Hamas and the Arabs, they actually put their own Muslims, their largest group of Muslims, behind barbed wire into basically concentration camps. So who above all... Else, we just love to see Islamists and Jews slaughtering each other. Well, it's the governance of the world today. Because these people care nothing of any particular identity, whether it's American or the Chinese people. 
they don't care about the Jews. They don't, uh, they hate nations because nations get in the way of globalism. And so they are very happy to see what is going on. But the second thing that's going on is it looks like Israel has actually already become under its leadership, a member of the globe, predatory globe, globalist community. Netanyahu, a man I used to tremendously admire and identify with, was a part of the cutting edge, uh, what's called by many Jews in Israel, the, uh, the, you know, the vaccination holocaust. No, no nation so sold its soul to the drug companies and hence to the, our Department of Defense, who's so heavily involved in all this, and no country sold its soul the way Israel did. And then there's the question of uh, selling out the Jewish people in order to have a war with Hamas, allowing the border to be open, and not only open, but even armed Jewish uh, organ uh, groups were not permitted to go south and to rescue the villages and the kibbutz down there. And that indicates uh, the kind of mentality of Joe Biden, which has opened the border, folks. We're going to make us into a globalist nation here that under the globalist control. Um, otherwise, it's impossible to understand the actions of Netanyahu and the Jewish leadership. So we've got a lot of different things going on there. One of the theories about why Israel, and I'm a Jew and I love Israel and I would consider myself a Zionist, but not a globalist. Um, one of the one of the uh, ideas that's been going on for a while is the Ben-Gurion Canal. You've probably heard about this, Diana. It's supposed to extend from, would be roughly right where they're fighting right now and where they're leveling the northern Gaza through Israel to the Red Sea. This would vastly improve the power of the flagging United States. A flagging, I don't mean having a flag, a waving a flag. I mean the weakening United States. It would play very much into the Israeli wanting to help be part of the domination of the globe. And um, it would just vastly increase the power of the Israeli uh, American, meaning American globalists. So there's a lot going on here that way beneath for many of us the the screen. And another thing that um, uh, our friend Li Ming Yan pointed out to us on the radio show. On our radio show, when when is that? When did that show go up? It just aired last Thursday. Last Thursday at five. So it's it's going to be in the archives. Is it gone up yet on the? Uh, I don't. Well, it will have by the time this, this airs. This when this airs, it will have be be up on our Peter and Ginger um, Substack, which is really Ginger's Substack. She just decided to take this thing over and do it. She's done a great job with it. Um, and what she said was that the Hamas has been funded not just by Iran. She thinks much more than Iran's billion dollars is the support they're getting from the Chinese communists. And that the leader of the assault on on Israel, a planner of a man named D or Die, uh, is a uh, man, a, a leader of Hamas, a Muslim who spent several years in the 1990s getting training at a 
in military technology in China. He was given, and they planned this out, these folks. They they just groomed the heck out of their visitors. They brought him in to meet the inner circle and have connections to the inner circle, including Xi Jinping. And they gave him a Muslim, a Chinese Muslim interpreter, and they got married during the 1990s. And she and uh, this leader of the Muslim attack are very close. And uh, after I heard this, I trust completely what she tells me, but I also want to find out. So once she gave me uh, gave us this information, I was easily able to find a newspaper confirmations and columns describing this relationship between Hamas and its leadership and these this particular couple, the Chinese communists. So, folks, there's so much going on that that we can barely grasp. Imagine what we don't have any idea about. Now I return it to the person who knows more than I, Diana West. <laughs> no, this is quite fascinating, Peter. I did I did see some unconfirmed reports, which looked like they were worth checking out, that there are some Chinese military inside the tunnels who want to be who want to be evacuated. Um, that that was makes it, that makes complete sense. Yeah, it does make complete sense. Um, the whole thing makes complete sense again with the the general. Um, fight against the West continuing. And yes, with the with the question mark being the Israeli government having made um, Israel into that uh, Pfizer Petri dish. Um, and then with what we know as to how the IDF was not there to defend at any point for what, six, eight hours, at least this incredible yes. um, attack. So there there seem to be a lot of staged elements, long staged elements. Oh, God, there's another piece. That, mm-hmm. uh, and that is that the uh, Israeli government disarmed the southern um, Israelis. Um, the civilians? The civilians two years ago because they were afraid of stolen weapons. Yeah. That's bizarre. Bizarre. When I went to bizarre. Israel in the in the late sixties, I was there in I think uh, the early seventies. Um, the people were so what people walked around uh, with guns all the time on their shoulders. I, I I was told that everybody who's been in the army keeps their gun at home. They don't stack them at an armory, and it was, it was a very heavily armed, self protecting nation. And now I've heard just uh, 2% of the population holds guns. They're very hard to get hold of, apparently. That was one of the most shocking items that came out of this entire period, was to find the extent to which the Israeli populace has is unarmed, disarmed. It's always the beginning of totalitarianism. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes, no, it, it's something, something it, there was a trigger. This was a trigger. I, I think it, it's fair to think of it that way. This was a purposeful trigger that had to involve any number of governments because of the c- capabilities that they have to surveil, whether it's Egypt or yeah. United States or Jordan or Israel itself, et cetera. There was something, this was a trigger for something. And again, looking at the incredible organization of the left, quickly rolling these protests, these mass protests out 
to just become our our you know reality show. I mean, this is you can't get away from it at this point. It's everywhere, and so what is that about? And I I I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's it's you know this is all unfolding in real time, but it's it's tremendously um, um, alarming to say the least. What we're watching as we see this this violence, this uptick in violence. I mean, this really is a sense of bringing intifada like violence into uh all western cities at a in 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 concert and with this newfound drive um that is 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 i think people are still not quite recovered from the shock of all of these events in the last four weeks i agree um the 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 inhumanity of the what occurred it just i think it it really does commit does create such a shock it's very hard to think logically about the whole issue you have to really step away from the horror of the details and start to ask those questions what is this covering up or where else are we supposed to not what else are we not supposed to be seeing right now that right. this is occurring right and then but there's the double shock of all of the 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 seemingly tens or hundreds of thousands of people around us who are content to to ignore or suppress or tear down physically the pictures of what happened the hostages we have a, we have the biggest hostage crisis in history what 240 i saw at the last count 240 innocents as young as 10 months old and elderly as well, women, children, young people, hostages. And that is not even, quote, a story. You're right. You're right. I'd forgotten about that. Yes. So it's 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 shock upon shock. And also this I'm trying to get this real a handle on your neighbor, someone who's, you know, next to you or or in your school or in your your office who has no no humanity about that. And it's mm-hmm. it's that I think is something else to come to terms with and understand what that means um, in our societies. Yes, that that's a whole ripple effect that's occurred, and I'm sure that was completely planned to yeah. um, to push the 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 dichotomy of the two sides against each other, so that there would feel like yet again another kind of a division in the onlooking countries, if you will, like the US and Europe and so forth. Yes. And simultaneously, what's going on on the southern border, there's more and more verification that hordes of Chinese are coming across the border. Men, military-aged men. Military-aged men as never seen before in our history. Right. And uh, what, what Dr. Yan pointed out on our show uh, is that China doesn't let people leave and travel around the world right. and go to other, an other country without being supervised, without being allowed, without being planned. And she went as far to say as they have sort of these fake groups that may, that are supposedly anti-communist to welcome these people at the border and make them look like they are, uh, what do you call dissidents. them? Uh, dissidents, but... Um, that they have the right to asylum, that they're asylum seekers, when in fact they are not. She's many, many of them are so have military backgrounds. And in her opinion, there are tens of thousands of 
of kind of sleeper cells now in the U.S. It's a sleeper army. Yeah, so that if yes. we go, let's say we go get to, even to a, a limited war over Taiwan, can you imagine the damage that some trained people could do to terrorizing this country from within um, to uh, make us uh, not not defend Taiwan or not defend Israel or not to, yes, you know, or I defend mean, ourselves. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, this is where you come back to the fact that that there's there's so much evidence that the head of this country, the regime in charge of the country, is owned by China. is is was installed by China and allies, anti-American allies. You know, the 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 whole concept that there is the two sides at this point, I think, is a is a is a fantasy in in that regard that we do not have American leadership at this point that we can actually trust as having America's interest at heart. Oh, absolutely! Because not. of what we underwent right. in 2020 with this coup against the the election, so it's when you combine that with what you see. China doing, you know, crossing the border. It's not just China. We have all kinds of military-age men from all kinds of hostile <laughs> countries crossing. It's it becomes a an invasion army that may that is being enabled by proxies for our enemies who are in charge of our agencies like Border Patrol and and all of the rest. Um, this is why it's such a dangerous time because we do not have. Uh, we do not have any institutions that are truly acting in American interests at this point. Very, very, very well put. We're talking with Diana West. We have yet one more segment to go. We're going to take a brief break now and come back and, and maybe try to think about what in the world, how do we respond to this as freedom-loving Americans? We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with CoFix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? CoFix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. CoFix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you 
can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Welcome back, Diana West, um, author of American Betrayal and other good books, The Red Thread. Um, maybe you could, uh, Diana, tell folks a little bit more about yourself, how to get in touch with you, how to get your books. I think, I think everybody listening to the show should go out and buy um, Diana West's basic book, on the infiltration and inner destruction of America, which began wholesale during World War II by the Russian communists, and now is taking um, is going on with the uh, communists of China. Uh, get her yes. book. Get her book. Yes. Get her book. That's always always a great a great uh, thing to do. <laughs> Authors appreciate that. <laughs> always appreciate. We love that. Yes. Yes. So that would be American betrayal, and and it's interesting to note that in the person of Joe Biden, we actually have a young Joe Biden. Hard to imagine at this point of his um, in his development, but young man who was essentially um, supported and and enabled early on by by supporters with. Uh, Soviet roots, Armand Hammer, Al Gore Sr., the Council for a Livable World with Leo Zillard. Um, these were people considered very far of the left. And indeed, Armand Hammer was unmasked by Edward J. Epstein as a Soviet agent or asset, um, to be sure. So it's very interesting to see him entering into politics with one spon anti-American sponsor and then later on being essentially bought um, through his family interests by another being Red China. Um, oh, I see. I misunderstood, I think. What you're saying is when Biden was young. Yes, right? when Biden was young, he comes in on a Soviet wave and he and he's now uh kind of riding on a on a Chinese on a Chinese wave. So it's it's he's it's always, criminal. you know, that that whole notion. He's a, he's a Russian criminal. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. Fact, there were so many books about this. I mean you know, we're doing all these hearings, supposedly the Republicans in the House on him. I've hardly heard anything new that wasn't said a long time ago in the... Sure. What, what's the name of the that great journalist who was doing so many books on... on um, the? Oh, tre uh, um, Trevor Loudon? No. Um, no. Well, him too. Um, oh, my gosh. Are you... Pointed away from your mic, Peter. Yeah, I'm looking over, trying to see what's on. Oh, my he's book trying goes. to look at his bookcase. Honey, you take right. over for a minute, and uh, I want uh, I want to get the some of my books from on 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 Biden and China and our presidents. Every one of them has been all of our presidents, except for Trump, has been in recent decades has been heavily involved with with their families getting richer and richer from business in China. Including yes. the uh, um, oh gosh, bushes. Yeah, the bushes. I'm uh, I'm uh, getting a little tired here with all the excitement of this great. I know, and here. all the horror of it. All. I know it's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a, a weird thing. But um, I do want to take a quick break myself, Ginger, and you talk. And all I'm right. going to get the 
this because there's so many good books by one man. Okay, it's you and me, Diana. <laughs> well, well, I I wanted also to put in a plug for the death of the grown up. Uh, which was my oh first. Oh my book. gosh, I loved that book. Oh well, thank you. But it, I actually have it open today because this is an interest. This you know, given our our original um, idea here in terms of watching how these groups layer on and and connect to each other on the left. If you go back to fifty uh, some years ago, and you go back to the the student movement, the nineteen sixties revolutionaries, and so on, you see the same kind of seemingly disconnected causes cobbled together across across the le- uh, across the left whether it would be you know back in the day it wasn't defund the police it was stop the pigs it wasn't a black lives matter it was stop racism it was stop imperialism um stop laws against illegal drugs all of these things and and back then there were there were people analyzing this um both people of the movement and elsewhere um, but but there was a uh, student for a democratic society which which splintered into the weather underground. They had a publication that I think we should that I wanted to read a little quote from that really applies today. And um, I am back with the author that I want people to be aware. Okay, of hold too. on, I've got one thing. Yeah, please is, continue. This is this is from the SDS publication trying to explain why all these groups come together. And he says you have to realize the issue didn't matter. The issues were never the issues. You could have been involved with the Panthers, the Weather People, Slate, NS, NSNCC, SDS, mentioning these different groups. It didn't really matter what. It was the revolution that was everything. That's why dope was good. Anything that undermined the system contributed to the revolution and was therefore good. And I think that's what we have to look at when we think about why LGBTQ is is in the Hamas riot uh, marches? Why um, the abortion activists are in the commu- with the communists? You know, it's, it's this major extended network of leftists who ride certain issues as far as they can go, but they will certainly um, drop them and move to others, all in the same effort to undermine basically. God, country, family, normalcy, tradition. And that's that's where we are at this point. And it's 50, 60 years later. So, of course, we're much weaker having been under this onslaught for so long. I love the way you put that. And that that was in some of what you were writing on your Substack that uh, you sent to us this concept that it was all about, always about the revolution. Always about the revolution, and yeah. The, globalists want all kinds of different revolution to distract people from their goal, which is the destruction of Western constitutional democracies. That's all that stands in their way. The the author, I was trying to remember his name, is Peter Schweizer. Schweizer. Oh, yes, of Schweizer. course. No, yes. Schweizer. Yes. S-C-H-W-E-I-Z-E-R. Oh, right. Yeah, he's written all the briefs. No, the Congress at this point, I think of as a chat show. They have good guests. It goes chat on while. <laughs> they take commercial breaks and then they come back again. Nothing happens. It's it's more of the same, the same reality show distraction. They're yeah. not, I mean, they could defund the FBI. They could defund these judges that have have just run roughshod over due process for the January 6th people, for President Trump, whoever. They could do things 
and they never do, but they keep having hearings and inquiries and and so on and talking about, you know, going against weaponization of the government. And it's all a lot of blather. We've seen and, that with uh, COVID too, with the with COVID, the COVID too. hearings. What did they do? They just voted another $300 million so the FBI can build its larger than the Pentagon new headquarters so that they can torture us better. Oh boy. I didn't hear about that. Yep, they just they, voted where, that. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to put something larger than the Pentagon? <laughs> well, it's a good question. I think it's going in Maryland. Poor Maryland. Oh, wait. Is something else going to get dude? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. no, like Maui. Yeah. They need right. to clear a little land. They need there. to clear yeah. some space. Or, yes. Or Gaza City, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so dark. It is. But yeah. these are dark times. Yes. So the, the issue at stake the way I formulated, the way a lot of us formulated, actually, is that Western democracy, the constitutional democracy, where the government supports the individual's freedom and individualism, is the ultimate threat to all political oppression. And they take it over and they destroy it. And um, we're seeing the end stage of the globalists through revolution, through war, but ultimately through just getting, buying the American political system and getting us ready to vote for giving up big chunks of our sovereignty to the World Health Organization and to the UN, which are actually demanding it now, that the only way to world peace and protecting the world from shocks and so on is through the UN and its agencies. And this is a very old idea of the globalists going way back. Way back. That the shell organizations would be, particularly the UN, but now with the emphasis on medical totalitarianism, the World Health Organization. Um, And this is going on, folks. We have a recent clip from um, the head of the World Health Organization, um, calling for the unity of the world through the World Health Organization meet, to meet the next pandemic. But they're also talking much more than just about pandemics at the WHO. And the UN now um, has set up a uh, a new program they're going to try to sell, and I think it, uh, in November at a special conference and uh, now and then also in t- 2024, they're going to be uh, pushing for the UN having an emergency platform to respond to any, quote, shock that the world faces, including, quote, black swan events, which are unanticipated, unpredictable, and indescribable events that strike us, uh, plus any real threat. So um, yeah. go ahead, Diane. I was just going to say, and are fake. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, that's it's it's terrible. I mean, you, you get a certain amount of knowledge living through all of this this horror and terror, and you just realize the extent to which we've been stage managed into this point of extinction by these these criminals, these global predators, as you put it, who who have have created this alternate reality that people enter into and and lose everything. It's 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 really quite quite horrifying and 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 very sad to finally get to that point where you just don't believe anything that they tell you. 
That's right. I keep, re- I keep revisiting just events of my own lifetime and going, oh, my gosh, do I really have the right data about that? Yeah. yeah. Sadly, when I look, there's often uh, an alternative explanation that at this point often sounds a lot more real than the original one. Yeah. Yeah, that's often the case with me as well. And you just realize the extent to which the the leaders of the, are all are all basically, and this would be Peter's um, uh, bailiwick, but they seem to me to be psychopathic <laughs> in many of their guises in terms of what they really did to us in in these different yeah. countries. I started using the term predatory in my legal work, and actually had some uh, judges adopt it that what we really want to know is the person predatory. That is, is Uh their basic aim, predation, Uh the uh, using of other people and um, and potentially destroying other people without, uh, with purpose, but without remorse. And I prefer that because a psychopath implies that you have no conscience at all, and I don't even know if we know that. We don't know how these guys relate to their children, their sure. dogs, their plants, their wives, their husbands. Hitler was a vegetarian. Yeah, and loved dogs. He and, loved animals. And supposedly uh-huh. children, although yeah. he was the the man who helped uh, helped uh, start the large uh, slaughter of disabled children, Hitler yes. and his associates. Um, so it's... I just call, I, I stay away from the psychiatric terms because they themselves have been used to destroy mm-hmm. vast numbers of people. That's I stay away word. from psychopath and okay, sociopath. I and I say, look, this is a predatory person or not. Right. And you can convict somebody of predatory acts. Okay, that's better. I, I like it better mm-hmm. anyway. I do too. And that's why we call the book COVID-19 and the Global Predators, not the Global Psychopaths. Yes, um, I get it. Besides that, they look totally sane. And when you hear a diagnostic term, a psychiatric diagnostic term, you often think in terms of bizarre and insane behavior. And although, yes, all this attempt to take over the globe is in one sense bizarre, but they conduct themselves like normal human beings uh, outwardly and externally. You're often charismatic. Yeah, that's right. 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 I mean, uh, Hitler, Mao... Oh, Xi Jinping, I mean, they're forever seducing Western diplomats, Western bankers, <laughs> and so on to support them. Right. Oh, boy, we're really ranging over stuff today. All right. Well, listen, you guys, we've got three minutes left, and I think that we should think about where do we go from here? What can we do and how can we maintain our morale while we do it? We have to support the concepts of Western constitutional democracy. We have to fight to maintain our elections. I don't know if we can do it. We have to fight to maintain free elections. And by the by free, we don't just simply mean that there's no cheating at the ballot box. We mean there's no cheating in the media. There's no taking over of the social media by the Department of Defense and the, and the CIA, the way the way they have used the our media to support at times Chinese interests and always extreme left wing interests and never constitutional American issues. And we have to really resist every nudge 
every little push that is uh, that that violates our uh, potent, our basic individual freedoms. Um, that is so important because nudging is the whole thing that's occurring at this point in time. We are being moved increment by increment. That's been happening for a, a decades, and because we failed to admit it to ourselves for so long, we're here now. And we need to spot and talk about and illuminate and resist every single uh, step towards totalitarianism. Yes, I'm with that. And, and you know, one very simple, simple place to go with that is to learn to say no. When you're asked to do something or you're at, they asked you to do something for your child or they ask you to do something in your community, learn to say no. It's I did that right. three times. I did that three times. I had to go to the hospital three times this year. And each time they said, well, now we have to do the COVID test. And I said, no, no, I don't want that. No. And they said, well, but we really have to. I said, no, I don't want that. And they said, well, it's your right to refuse. I, my jaw dropped. <laughs> I went, good. I'm refusing. Thank you very much. And all the while, listen, if ever you get yourself in a situation where you're in a hospital, just be kind to everyone. Yeah. Really. Uh, yeah. it, it makes such a difference because then you're not the troublesome patient. Right. You're their favorite patient that right. day. That's a good thought. Yes. <laughs> really, it made a big difference. But I said no. And that's exactly what I've told people who get stuck in mental hospitals. It's so interesting. Yeah. Become the kindest person on the ward, the sweetest person. Don't make any trouble. Get the hell out. If you can, yeah. spit out your drugs. Um, I mean, this is the world we're in now. We have to be terrified of authoritarianism. Yep. Yes. we yes. got 25 seconds left, Diana. Do you want to say anything? I just want to say thank you for everything you do, both of you. It's just a... a delight and an honor to be on with you. Thank you, Diana. We feel the same way about you. Absolutely. You've, you've been a light in our lives. Oh, thank you. It means so much to me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, folks, you got a lot to chew on with this show. Bye-bye now from Peter and Ginger Bregan and our guest, Diana West.